Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, real quick, before I get started in here, I'm a little disappointed in myself, right? So, I was originally trying to record yesterday on, you know, July 7th, which is Tanabata, the Star Festival in Japan. I had this whole, like, welcome and intro set up. I'm like, oh, you know, this is, today's the Star Festival. Well, it's, you know, it's all about the stars today, and as somebody who sees you all from the stars, I'm very familiar with this festival, ho, ho, ho. But, you know, I probably tried, like, five or six takes of it, because I only do a single take for an episode. There's no stopping, there's no post, there's no nothing. Because... You know, I love having this set up as if it was a Twitch stream. If you hear a little bit of background noise, you know, it's kind of what you expect to have a Twitch stream. Uh, that <laughs> That's my excuse for the people that come flying by in their stupid fast cars. Um, you hear their engine roaring. That's, you know, it's part of the goodness. It's the ambiance of Bloom's cast. <laughs> a little ASMR for you, if you will. But <laughs> it's... Um, No, I was trying to get this recording done, right? And unfortunately, Aki gets, like, crackhead energy about 7, 8 o'clock. Like, this cat will take all this pent-up energy she has from the day and just go ballistic for, like, maybe 30, 45 minutes. You know, it's usually a lot of fun, and it's super endearing. Like, this cat has already made her imprint on my heart and part of my hands, to be completely fair. (laughs) She's never cut me yet, but at the same time, she does dig her claws, like, gently into me, and, um, you know, whenever I try to move my hand away, she'll, like, nibble at it and be like, no, this is my hand, my toy, you don't get it back, until she starts falling asleep and I can slowly get it back. But no, she was, like, tossing her baby, this fried shrimp, uh, you know, all over the place last night. And, like, I had one really good take. I was really proud of this take. It was, like, energizing me as I was getting, you know, started. Because I'm going to be entirely fair with y'all. Doing the intros for this, one, it's completely blind. Like, I have a couple of rough ideas in my head of things I want to say. But it also kind of gives me the ramp off for my energy for the rest of podcast. If I hit a really strong intro, I can carry that energy throughout the entirety of the podcast. It feels great, and I'm confident in that episode. If I slow down on the delivery of the intro, I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. Uh, hmm. Do I keep it? Do I keep going? And I just have that thought in the back of my head as I continue on. But... No, Aki just came through and just launched her fried shrimp into the air. And you just hear, like, in the recording, because I stopped it. I'm like, let me see if I can hear this. And you just hear, <laughs> I'm like, God, no, no. So, unfortunately, that time, uh, Juju was getting off of work. So, I went to go get her, and I was like, all right, I'll just record tomorrow. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to July 8th. Uh, <laughs> this is actually, I'm recording during uh, office hours. I'm on my lunch break now, so I'm praying that people respect the out-of-office. But, hey, it's actually a great sequitur here because um, I'm talking about IT, like doing IT professionally, and whether or not it would be a good fit for you. So, look, I'm going to be straight with y'all, all right? 
I've done IT now for about a third of my life, which is completely bonkers to me. I started in IT back when I was like 18, 19, um, you know, working with Mercedes-Benz. I did it with them for, you know, about two, three years. I worked with, you know, the university IT systems uh, continuing on as I was in college and doing retail on the side. Um, mainly because that was the time in my life where I thought working three jobs at once while going to school full time and trying to be a streamer, you know, <laughs> for Pluyo Nexus back in the day was a good idea. It was not a good idea. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, and then I proceeded on. I got hired on with another company once I got out of college and now I'm at where I'm at now. And I can say without any doubt, I can basically give you the basics in a way of which not a lot of other IT guys can. Because here's the thing about IT. It is, without a doubt, and, you know, I'm not saying this first off. Let me preface this with all this. Or preface, not preference. Preface. Uh, Let me preface this with all of this. IT is a very complicated field. It takes, you know, a considerable amount of time to get familiar with computers. Thankfully, you know, us younger, you know, millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, um, have grown up with it to a certain degree, and we understand it better than a lot of our boomer bosses. Um, The problem then becomes explaining these concepts to a generational gap. And then, you know, going a step further... Teaching people who have never interacted with this technology, like, for example, I would not expect most people to understand how a laser printer works. I would not expect most people to understand, you know, why some companies still operate via fax. I do not expect people to understand what multi-factor authentication is. Like, these are the concepts of which you have to learn to such a deep level to be able to explain to anybody. And that ultimately is kind of the first point, you know, about IT, is whether or not you feel good teaching your grandparents how to use their new iPad. Can you explain it in a way that they can understand it, and are you patient enough for when they come with questions? Because inadvertently, questions will come. And look, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions about IT is... Explaining things in the IT tongue, using jargon. Like, if I came up to you and I'm like, okay, you need to set up your mailbox with POP3 or IMAP. A lot of people don't know what that those acronyms mean. You know, you need to be able to break things down and say, okay, listen, there's two main mail protocols that we use. IMAP, which is Instant Messaging Access Protocol, allows you to modify an email across all your different mailboxes. What you do in one mailbox carries over. POP3, Post Office Protocol 3, um, allows you to make a change in one mailbox, and that change won't carry over to the next. So if you have your, you know, Outlook on your phone and not on your computer, or if you have Outlook on your computer and on your phone and you have POP3 set up as your protocol, it's not going to show red if you read it on your computer. You know, that kind of thing. Um, But... It's one of those things where it's just like you will always be continuously learning and you will always be continuously teaching. It's 
one of the most rewarding fields, I will say right now, because technology is continuing to advance in such a way that's basically integrating itself within so many different facets of our life that technology and people who understand the technology are needed daily. The problem is, is there's a very shallow skill pool. You know, there's not a lot of people that can do the things that we do. And, you know, this also becomes part of the issue. The people that are in it aren't willing to share a whole bunch of the time. So one thing that you may encounter going into IT is you may have some hard times getting into the position you want to get into. And that in itself is such a broad, like, field. Like, IT can be broken down into so many things. IT is mainly hardware. IS is mainly software. Information technology, information software, by the way. Uh, Programming, it's its own thing. System admin is more important than a network admin. And then you have security admins. And then you have chief information officers and chief information security officers. And those people in those big positions don't want to teach you shit because you're young. You don't understand it. You'll just want to change things. People, it's one of the most gratifying fields, but it can also be the most frustrating. Because, you know, you run into people that... You know, because of this unique skill set, they think their way is the best. But let me, you know, bring this all back, all right? I'm kind of just brain dumping right now on every single little facet of IT. Let me bring this back to a little more, you know, point of consistency, a little more like of a conversation topic. Because I want to talk, like, I want to start with y'all where I started, when I started doing IT back with Mercedes. Like, I first got hired in because I was a service, you know, service lane worker. I forget what my technical term was. You know, service concierge, maybe that was it. And the IT director would always come down to the service lane, like, just beyond it to smoke a cigarette and catch some sunshine. And, you know, he'd see me running around doing this, that, and the other. And at one point, he asked me, he's like, hey, do you have any experience working on computers? And I said, well, you know, I've done a couple of, you know, mods for games. I've, you know, applied translation patches. Like, (laughs) I've I've done a lot of beta testing. Um, You know, I'm familiar enough with computing to be able to say, like, Oh, uh, you know, I understand VPNs. I understand, like, networking because I was trying to play Fantasy Star Online 2 on a VPN way back in the day. It, honestly, I, (laughs) and I've talked about this before on a previous episode, but I love and I hate how much PSO2 has impacted my professional life (laughs) because so many of the concepts that I've learned doing that have carried over. But, you know, I when I first started out in IT, I was doing bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. Like, And this is how a lot of you who are interested in IT will probably start off. You know, you will start off as a help desk admin. You'll basically be the person that gets the phone call like, Oh, my printer's not working. Oh, I, I can't save this file. Oh, you know, I have a virus, <laughs> you know, oh no, the porn I saved magically opened on my computer and now it is alerting you. I don't know how that happened. 
Oh, God. There's so many, like, different, diverse stories I could tell y'all about some of the horror things about IT. And some of the things you'll find on people's machines. Like, to this day, I will say people are way too, you know, involved with their technology. I feel as though people keep way too much personal stuff on their phones and on their computers. And some of the things that you don't realize is, is like, say, for example, you're borrowing a phone. I, you know, if I'm the IT admin, I can go in and look at what you're doing with your phone in a lot of cases. You know, especially if you signed an agreement and we're paying for it. I can't tell you the number of times I would get a phone back and, like, there would be, you know, continuing conversations on it. And I'd see nudes and I'd see, you know, different photos of things that just should not be there. And I'm just like, I can't. I fucking did not want to see this. And it's like, the thing is, it's like... You know, I'm not the type to go searching for that. I've worked with people who are. And it's one of the most bizarre things to me that you'll run into admins that are like, oh, let's go through their photos. They didn't wipe their phone like they were supposed to. Oh, man, look at these titties. And just like, bruh, this is fucking weird. This is someone's personal life. So, hey, before I really really get into the topic, um, you know, please... If you have something very personal on your phone, make sure you delete it before you give it back to the company. Thank you. (laughs) But, um, no, there, God, you know, on that same topic, real quick, I remember, so this is when I was working at Mercedes. Um, I was part of a four person team that then went to three because one of the people that I worked with got promoted to be like a sales manager at one of the locations we worked. Which, you know, was great for him because he was a finance guy to begin with. Great guy. That I think is well, I'm not gonna say his name. But anyway, we found out one time that somebody at one of the other locations was torrenting porn. Like straight out gigs upon gigs of porn you know how we found out the isp comcast the internet service provider i'm sorry i shouldn't i just went on this whole tangent why you shouldn't talk in like you know jargon and shit and acronyms (laughs) and i'm like the isp but anyway comcast sent us a letter and it's like hey somebody in your in one of your offices is torrenting 500 gigs worth of porn uh, either tell them to stop, and like, porn and illegal movies. I think the real thing that caught him was the illegal movies part. But either you tell him to stop or we cut off your service. Short and simple. I'm just like, well, fuck. And of course, when you have to, like, do a forensics analysis with it, you have to, you know, list everything that they have. And just... Because, you know, company wants to know... So that way when you file the, you know, uh, when you go to terminate them, they need a solid list. So I'm working through, and some of it was nice, you know, some of it was like the Rush Hour trilogy, and others was just things that really should not be mentioned in, you know, broad daylight. (laughs) I think one of them was just like, you know what, no, no, we're not talking about it. For the sake, for, you know, my innocence, what remaining innocence I have. 
I'm not trying to drudge up old poor names, but Jesus. All I'll tell y'all is tentacles were involved. That's it, okay? Okay. (laughs) God, 16 minutes in and I'm already talking about porn. (laughs) But no. Alright, so you will most likely start off in the help desk admin support. You will learn how a company works and what things they need to work on and so on and so forth. And for some people, that's the end of your career. Some people do not advance out of help desk. And that sucks. I feel bad for those people. If that's what you want to do for your the rest of your life, by all means, pop off and keep answering those tickets. But I feel as though help desk, help desk is one of the best ways to get into a company, but do your best to try and get out of it. Because people, like another thing about IT is people will take advantage of your kindness if you give them the opportunity to do so. Um, you know, back in the day, I used to be known for the one that like bend the rules a little bit one way or another um, to help people out just because like I thought some of the things we were doing was stupid. And were they? Yes. Um, you know, an example of which would be like, if we got a ping saying that something that wasn't supposed to be on, installed on the computer was, um, you know, we'd have to go tell the manager and all. I'd usually go up to the person and be like, hey man, this is what I'm seeing. Just delete it. Don't do it again. Else I have to, like, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Because, you know, again, talking like I did earlier about how some of these admins are just complete assholes that everything has to be their way. Like, people forget the humanity in working for businesses. Like, yes, if it's a secure thing, like a security thing, by all means, you need to get that shit gone. But if it's something like a game, like, I think somebody installed Red Dead at one point, or maybe not Red Dead, maybe it was like one of the GTAs, but somebody installed it on their computer and was trying to play it at work, that, you know, I'm just like, hey man, don't, don't do that. But... You know, unfortunately, it kind of got known around that point that, like, hey, you'll get a warning if they catch you. And it's like, of course I'm going to catch you. It's just a matter of time. Don't, you know, like, I have other projects I got to work on. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) Especially if I've got, like, a whole bunch of, uh, you know, different big-ass projects I'm trying to work on. I get some stupid ping that somebody's playing a game at work and I can't play a game at work? Hey, yo. (laughs) Fuck you. Get it off of there. <laughs> no, I'm usually much... Like, this is one of the big things I can say, taking away from what I've learned starting off to, you know, something I practice now. Patience is such a virtue. People are going to come up to you. People are going to forget the things you've told them. People are not going to read your emails. You have to be able to be patient enough with people to say, hey... You know, this is how you do this, this is how you do it a second time, this is how you do it a third time. I can't tell you how many times across my, you know, eight, nine-year, ten-year in IT, how many times I've had to reset a password and explain the password reset policy to somebody. You know, it's not, but here's the thing, it's not anybody's job to remember IT. It is your job as the IT admin, or as the support, to remember these things and enforce them when they need to be enforced. Short and sweet. Um, but, you know, I can 
I can go into this for a little while. Like, how have I changed since the beginning? I, in a lot of regards, as I've become more experienced in IT and I've branched out and I've done, like, a bunch of different things, um, you know, and that's broad. Like, let, if I go into the specifics real quick, I've done software programming where I've developed, you know, entire oil processing uh I guess apps would be the best term. It really wasn't an app. It was more of a widget that would count how much, like out of the oil system, how much oil was being distributed into a car, then, you know, puts it into our uh, SAP system and just does the math from there, from SAP's side to see how much we have to bill a customer. Like that was all me. You know, I've built apps out of, you know, various different platforms using like PowerShell. Um, I did a lot of batch programming starting off, and I still do now. But nowadays I do a lot of power apps where it's Microsoft's own you know, software where you can basically design an app from the ground up and using, I think it's Power Automate now, it was PowerFlow. Um, you can basically build a bunch of different things. Sure, there's limitations, but, like, for example, I had built an inventory management system out of Power Apps. I had, at one point, designed a training, you know, software to, for the company to use. I've built websites, you know, I originally starting out of MediaWiki, hosted out of a Linux server that I rebuilt. Like, it's a bunch of shit there. And then policy writing is one of my big fortes. I took that and I wrote the entire, you know, business continuity plan or incident or I think it's ISSP, which stands for issue specific security policy. Ooh, look at that. My brain's working today (laughs) where it basically is like a 50 page document that details every single aspect of technology use. Like what is fair use? What about messaging and retention? What about emails and retention? Uh, what about passwords? What's the password policy look like? What about bring your own device? Do we allow it? What do you need to do in order to you know bring your device onto our network? Encryption. Are you allowed to encrypt anything? If you are, how do you give the keys to me when I get your computer? So on and so forth. Like, again, IT is this crazy, crazy broad field that you can get down so many different avenues. So, you know, when I get to today's real topic of, like, how to figure out if IT is right for you, I want you to think about, you know, what field of IT, what field of technology, rather, you want to be in. Like, do you want to do mainly hardware-type stuff? That's going to be IT. If you want to build, or if you want to do, you know, like, software design and figuring out how different programs work best for your environment, that's going to be IS. Uh, If you want to build your own programs like I have, that's programming. If you want to, you know, decide how all the different locations talk to each other and how, you know, different information flows and what firewalls you have set up and so on and so forth, you're a network administrator. If you want to talk about, you know, the overarching everything, this is where I'm currently at. You will be a systems admin, okay, where you design everything from the ground up. And figure out how you want to do X, Y, and Z. You pick up bits of everything. Um, you know, you have security admins for people that have, you know, SOCs, SOCs, and SEAMs, 
which really to get into, you know, crazy, like, specific details, a sock is basically, because I can't tell you what a sock really is, that's one of the acronyms that always escapes me, but it's basically a security center that lets people know, you know, the sock analysts know, rather, what programs are hitting your environment, like, hey, you have malware popping up on these machines. Hey, you have somebody trying to send spam mail to, you know, these email addresses. Hey, you have X. Hey, you have Y. Hey, you have these vulnerabilities in a program that nobody uses that needs to be updated. Fix it. You know, it's, oh man, I, I love, 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 love the fact that I've gotten into IT as my career because it's just so fascinating. Um, you can go, like I said, you can go through so many different, uh, aspects of the field and learn so much. Like it, if you are the type to be a forever learner, IT is right for you. Any field in technology is right for you because every day technology can change. Every day technology changes. One of the biggest things that was trending on Twitter here recently was the USB-C thing for light, or instead of lightning for uh, Apple products because over in the EU, they've already decided that. Well, for people in the States, like, they're making out this whole fucking big to-do. And, yo, this... Okay, I'm sorry. I know I've been, like, this entire podcast so far. But I really do want to say this. Go on social media and look at any technology thread. You will figure out very quickly who knows what they're talking about and who doesn't. And it... Like, reading through... You know, all this shit about, you know, oh, well, you're going to have to make, or you're going to make people throw away all their lightning cables and have them bring in USB-Cs. How could you? The lightning cable's innovative. It does this. It does that. When Apple themselves already has USB-C cables on their MacBooks, like, ayo, <laughs> it's already doing the thing that you're saying it won't do. <laughs> Honestly, it's so, uh, it, it's great, but at the same time, it's frustrating at times. So, let me just catch my breath for a second and, you know, kind of talk to you about how things have changed across, like, the eight years or so that I've worked in IT. Like I've said, I've gone through di- three different OS changes. I've gone from, I started in XP. I learned 7, I learned 10, and, you know, we skipped 8, we skipped 8.1, we skipped 11, we're skipping 11, I hope we skip 11, you know, unless Microsoft forces us down our throats. Um, And the amount of things that change between different OSs, sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little, but learning all the nuances has been fascinating, learning why these operating systems run better than the others you know, it really kind of sheds light into old technology and where technology is continuing to go. Like, computers these days, like, okay, here's the perfect example. When I first started working in IT, it was incredibly expensive to get a 250 gig drive, like a hard drive, you know, a disk drive, rather. Nowadays, whenever I order a new computer, I get an NVMe 250 for less than what I would have paid for a disk drive back in the day. 
And this thing works like maybe 10 times faster and has a less fail rate or fail percentage rate. Technology is constantly changing and constantly evolving. And again, this is why I could recommend it to somebody if you want to be a like a forever learner. You know, I've worked with people who, you know, security professionals in this instance, who will spend an hour of their day every day just reading the register. You know, just reading um, Tom's hardware, just reading Reddit for, you know, some people, just so that way they can see what has happened the day before in technology, like what big changes are going on. You know, it's one of those things where you can go in to work one day, and then by the time you leave work and come in the next day, something can be completely and utterly different. That's why I love this shit. <laughs> Especially when it comes to security, because there's so many new vulnerabilities and all that gets discovered, and it becomes this big race to fix the vulnerability before the bad actors come in and act upon it. Like, I I wish I had a good book recommendation on um, hacking. Like, ethical hacking, if you can take a course on ethical hacking... That will absolutely open your mind to all the different vulnerabilities of the world. You know, I got my degree in cybersecurity and assurance. So when I left out with my diploma in hand, my, you know, my graduation cap was lined with tinfoil. (laughs) But, you know, it was something that fascinated me. To this day, I get very, very easily upset about, you know, cyber law and cyber crime. Um, you know, to the point where I've had full on discussions with people about how I think anybody that's deciding on cyber law cannot be over a certain age. Just because like a couple of years ago we had this huge to do about the Google scandal. Like, you know, whether or not Google was defacing the president at the time. Because, you know, somebody could Google the word stupid, and all of a sudden, you know, there was the president's face. It, watching that trial, just set a fire in me. Because some of these people will be like, oh, well, I have Wi-Fi on my phone, can you see where I am? If I move to the other room, can you see where I am? Or, when I Google, you know... This word, why do these pictures appear? Why do people choose these pictures for me to see? And it's just like, it's infuriating that a lot of the people that make these laws that come into play don't understand the basics of technology. They, you know, again, as I've said before, you know, in regards to the job field itself, it's not necessarily their job to know what all these different IT policies are and all this fun stuff. But at the same time, somebody should be there training them and teaching them and giving them, you know, the knowledge that they need to make these big decisions before it's too late. Like, net neutrality was another big thing that, like, got under my skin. Um, But ultimately, as, you know, as technology continues to progress... And as people get more used to technology, I think we will build a better understanding. But some people are just ignorant to it, you know? They don't want to learn it because they don't need to know it. 
And that is something you may face one day if you decide to make IT your career. And I've definitely seen that across, you know, all my working tenure. I still have people that type with two fingers, let alone doing the whole keyboard thing. Like, for some people, it comes naturally to know that ASDF and JKL colon are where you're supposed to rest your fingertips. I used to take typing classes back in, like, elementary school for this shit. And here's a fun fact. If you look on your keyboard and you see those notches underneath the F and J keys, that's supposed to remind you where your fingers are supposed to be. Crazy, right? But it just, like, blows my mind how much the generational gap is. And then you have all these new kids coming in with technology basically being given it when they were three years old, if not younger, that know more about iPads and all than I do, you know? And that ends up creating this, like, generational divide that a lot of older people just don't, especially those working in IT now, just don't want to hire on, you know, the younger people because old blood always knows best, quote-unquote. When the new blood, you know, has more experience and understands more use cases and so on and so forth. I'll go into that more detail, like, here in a little bit. My brain is still kind of like all abuzz with all these different things in IT. But let me just kind of take a step, all right? Let me just take a step forward. You kind of get a grasp of how things were in the beginning for me. A lot of it hasn't changed, like, from day one to now. I still do password resets. I still check emails, whether or not they've been, you know, received properly. Like, the basics of IT will hopefully always stay the same. So if you decide to make IT your career, definitely get a good grip on the basics and go from there. Build yourself off from there. But let's, let me just kind of sit back for a second and talk to y'all about, you know, some questions you should ask yourself. And I'll give you my answers about, you know, why IT might be right for you or not. So like... The biggest thing with IT and any field of technology is how well can you deal with people? Like, are you able to speak to their terms? You know, similar to the POP3 example I gave y'all earlier, the mail protocol example, would you be able to explain what I did in just the same amount of terms? Like, one blessing that I had that I recommend anybody going into technology or any real field of business that most people won't understand, is take a communications class. I actually had one in my degree field, that or degree path, whatever it is, that is basically just talking about current events and computing and not using complicated jargon. Like, I had to basically every class find an article, bring it into class, present it to the class. That's it. And we talk about it. You know, and bring up concerns and all that we had. Because, you know, as much as I hated that class because it was just kind of an easy A, for me, it gave me the opportunity to, you know, actually learn how to express my ideas and, you know, passions in a way that makes sense to everybody else. Like, I hope if you guys have any questions, concerns about anything that I cover here, you feel comfortable enough to come up to me and be like, hey, 
you kind of glanced over this. Like, what did you mean by this? Or even just listening in this podcast, whether or not this has made sense to you. If it has, great. I'm doing my job amazingly. If not, I apologize. I get way too excited when it comes to talking about IT in this career of mine. Because I'm going to be straight up with y'all. I want more people to get into it. I think it's a fantastic field, you know, and I think also it's a field that needs a lot of repair. You know, we have a lot of, you know, bigoted old people that sit in positions of power that won't give you the time of day. But when you can find that place that welcomes you, that nurtures you, that wants to see you succeed, you find that manager you really click with, you know... And you can start building out your career from there. By all means, you will be able to go up to some of those exact same people that turned you down and say, no, you're an idiot. Let me explain why you are destroying your own company. And when you can do that, when you can go to these big business conferences and talk in front of everybody about why their cybersecurity is the stupidest thing you've ever heard, you will realize how, like, you'll get this rush of euphoria. That's the moments that some of us live for. You know, I'm going to talk about it more in a future podcast about how I went to this big, you know, security conference. But I do want to say this. There were people in those rooms making easily two, three, four times of what I make and knowing absolutely nothing Compared to what I know. They were just there to basically buy a product. And be sold on this product. When I brought up concerns. About other people's. You know environments. When we had free time to network. I made a lot of eyes light up. Because I'm like hey. This isn't right. This is what's going to happen. Those moments. When you can prove your knowledge. To the people that doubted you. Because that's the thing too. You know. Age is definitely a deferral for people in IT. You know, if you don't have your years of experience per se, they're not going to give you the time of day. And some people will look at you and be like, you're this, you're that. You know, I hate to say it, but sexism and racism is still really prevalent in tech. You know, there are people, like, there was an article a couple of weeks back about how one of the heads of Google came out and said, you know, women shouldn't program. That's fucking horseshit. You know, I've talked to a number of security professionals that regardless of whatever gender they identified as, they fucking destroyed my knowledge. Like, and it's funny, as fucked up as it is to say, this is a common known fact, the furry community has actually built a considerable part of the internet <laughs> and a considerable amount of security. Like, you can't look at somebody and what they do and say, oh, you can't do this. And I think IT is one of those fields that if that's your drive to prove somebody wrong, like it is for me, oh God, you will absolutely get so many moments to be like, you know what, no, fuck you. But, you know, you also kind of, like, that's the thing, too, is you have to do your grunt work. You know, it's, you start at the bottom of a lot of these organizations to prove that you know what you know. Don't hate those moments. Take those moments and learn from them what you can. And when you start advancing through, like, I've hopped and skipped 
across a bunch of different IT career paths. Like I started in help desk. I became an administrator. I became, you know, a manager of sorts. And then I, I'm now a systems administrator and I'm kind of, you know, diddly daddling in SOC analysis, you know, security, like heavy security type stuff for my organization. And it's just like, you can take this as far as you want to take it. It's entirely up to you. And if your company isn't respecting you enough to give you those opportunities to grow, then you need to go, you know, shit. Because again, IT is so important. And a lot of companies are finally understanding that now that work from home has become so prevalent thanks to COVID. You know, you have organizations that would have straight out told you to fuck off if you asked them to work from home for a couple of days. That now their entire business structure is work for home because. Surprise, surprise, people don't want to drive into the office every day if they don't have to. I am so, like, I will say this. Having worked through COVID and being one of those essential workers, quote-unquote, and getting everybody working from home able and building out, like, a strong, robust VPN system with plenty of, you know, RDP remote desktop protocols ready to get people into the office from home, God, it felt great when everything is up and going. Like, again, I can't stress the serotonin you will get from doing this job at times. It is absolutely amazing. But in that same breath, I can tell you, IT can be entirely thankless. You know, there are times where you will build out the best solution, and you will train everybody, and it will work magnificently. And you won't be thanked for it. You won't get a, you know, shout out at the company meeting. Because let's be entirely fair with each other. As people don't understand technology, they don't understand the value you bring to a business. To some people, you are the biggest cost factor to any business. That, unfortunately, it kind of has to be one of those administrative costs. It's a sunk cost. You're not bringing money into the business. So, hey, let me give you some really good advice for the next time you want to talk money with somebody. When you say, especially if you're already in IT or you're thinking about going into IT and, you know, you need to argue this point. When you talk about the things you provide to the company, don't tell them about the servers you set up or all the remote desktops you have running concurrently that get everybody across the states working from home just fine as if they were sitting in the office, if not faster. Don't tell them that. Tell them how much time and manpower you have saved the company by doing what you've done and by instigating or inputting (laughs) whatever policies you have put into place. Because a lot of companies don't understand how much money they can lose If, for whatever reason, their network got hacked, if you had ransomware, you know, encrypt every single bit of your data, you will look like a superstar coming out the gate with backups, you know, from across the seas that you've offshored because, hey, that's a good backup policy. You know, you keep some backups off the air because, you know, that's a good backup policy. 
And if you can completely delete that entire, you know, ransomware off your computer and just rebuild the entire network within six hours because of backups that you had in place and policies that you have in place that allow you to run backups from, you know, remote areas or you can show people how to get to their backups once they do X, Y, and Z, by God, you're going to be amazing. You're going to stand out like a superstar. But the thing is, is when you're talking about, you know, IT, nobody's really going to understand the use case for it until the use happens. It's happened to me a lot. You know, I've talked about a number of times with other companies like, hey, we shouldn't allow bring your own devices onto our environment because that was something that we used to do in a previous life. And allow these machines to just randomly connect to, you know, so on and so forth. Because that's how we had the guy that was downloading fucking fuck tons of porn. You know, that's how we had the people bringing malware from their personal networks onto our network and having to fix everything every couple of minutes or every couple of weeks because, hey, somebody would download, uh, or somebody's kid would download free Minecraft. And guess what? It was actually a Trojan. It had Minecraft. But, you know, when they reached the Ender, or whatever, bad, I don't understand Minecraft. You know, whatever the end is, whatever, that's when it releases the Trojan, and then it fucks everything up. Oh, God. Virus definitions, bro. We could have another whole-ass conversation about how smart some of these virus people are. You know? But, all that to say... You will get ignored. You will be shot down for ideas and projects and things that you have that you know will help the company because you don't speak it in the way that they need to know. If you come up to the company and say, hey, this will allow me to do X, Y, and Z and protect the environment this much better, they don't give a shit. But what you can say is, hey, this project that I have will save us X amount of time if we ever were impacted by ransomware or malware. And it only costs X amount, which is, you know, 95% cheaper than being dead in the water every year. You know, for an hour. Depend- and, like, you can do entire risk analysis and you can get, like, the hard mon- like money value of how much it would cost for your company to be down for even five minutes. And just go up to them and be like, hey... Based on my estimates and based on what I've talked about with finance, this is how much it cost if the company was out for five minutes. This program that I have is, you know, 50% of this cost, and it guarantees a 99.9% uptime. There's no legendary program like that, but it's something you can bring up and, you know, use the same concept. Explain why you are actually saving the company money by investing in these things. And you will absolutely shine in your, you know, endeavors as a IT professional. Whew. Alright, so, you know, that's one thing that you all should keep in mind, you know. I'm, and again, I apologize. This podcast has been so off the wall. But it's just one of those things I can talk about forever, I love the fact that people ask me these questions about, you know, how do I get into IT? What things should I do before I start going to school? You know, would you recommend IT? And just to start funneling eight years of experience down into an hour, hour and a half podcast, it's hard. You know, I want to tell you all so much. 
And if you want me to, you know, go on more tangents about IT, let me know. There's definitely ways you can get in contact with me. I have multiple different social medias. I have Twitch. You guys can just, you know, come talk to me. I love explaining this shit to people. (laughs) And I love, as much as I, you know, occasionally hate the things that I have to do, because, you know, I can, and this will be something I bring up later on, you know, as much as I sometimes hate the things I have to do, it's been overall a very gratifying career for me. And I feel and see myself advancing more and more every single day as I take on new projects, which will then help me further on down the line. So that way, when I finally get my own protege, somebody that's working for me directly, as I have done for a bunch of different companies, by God, that poor kid's going to have like fucking aneurysms every single day. He's going to drag coming into work. Oh, God, Seth's going to talk about X, Y, and Z again. I'm excited for it. (laughs) Anyway, so look, another thing that I've already touched on during this podcast is are you always ready to be learning? Like, depending on the field that you're going into, you're going to have to know the ifs or the ins and outs of your program or your field of choice. You know, if you want to get into IT, you know, understand how hardware changes, understand, you know, what new program or what new uh, components are out there. Do you actually want to migrate to the cloud? Do you want to, you know, build a topography that a lot, and mind you, this is getting more into network admin, but do you want to build a topography that allows people to access files remotely from home or do you want to, you know, toss it into the cloud, so on and so forth. You know, and if you're, especially if you want to get into security, this shit changes daily. Like, I am not the type to sit and read the register for an hour, hour 30 a day, like previous bosses are. But I do, you know, have a subscription to, I think it's US CERT, which is uh, the National Security Agency. It updates me every single day, every single minute if need be, when a new vulnerability comes out. And it'll say, hey, this is the vulnerability. This is what we found. This is how you can fix it. That kind of shit I keep my eyes on. But reading about the HPs of the world and how they're fucking terrible with their ink and trying to gouge people out the ass by not allowing them to buy third-party products because, you know, they're putting in chips into the ink that say, hey, this is not a genuine HP cartridge. Ayo. It's interesting to read, but, you know, fuck them to high hell. But, you know, it's you got to be able to take the water hose of information. Like, even in this podcast, I feel as though you're going to have to take the uh, fire hose of information that I'm shooting at you right now and take the droplets that you need. <laughs> um, and, you know, again, you have to be a... What a learner. You need to be able to have the critical thinking skills to figure out, hey, is this something I actually need to know or is this just something interesting for me to know in my free time? Um, you know, because here's the thing too, is a lot of us IT people, and you know, I'm using IT to describe the entirety of the tech field, but a lot of us IT people have personal projects that we work on, you know, that bring us a little bit of joy that You know, we can take the concepts that we know from work and put them into our daily lives and into the lives of the people around us. 
Like, I can't tell you how excited I am to build an arcade machine with Juju. Like, I love that woman to death and back. And to be able to sit there and start sculpting out, like, a cabinet. And being able to program a Raspberry Pi to play all these different games. And incorporating all the buttons and the sticks. And, build, and like, soldering all the different, you know, circuits together. Like, that shit is so exciting to me. Because it's something different from what I've done, but I have enough skin in the game to know a lot of it. And it just, ah, it feels like that's the thing. Is if you can start taking pride in your work, especially if you're in IT and if you're in a help desk position and you feel like you'll never get out of it. If you start taking that little bit of extra pride in your work and realizing the things that you know compared to other people... I guarantee you, you will find the confidence to continue on and find the next, you know, stone in your career path that you can jump to. And here's the thing, too, is there are people out there like me that want to teach people. You know, in a previous life, I was, well, not literal previous life, but previous, you know, job thing, if you want to call it that, when I was working UITS with the like doing IT with the university system, I had a group of adult learners that I would teach Microsoft Office to. You know, I would give classes on how, like email etiquette. I would give classes on how to properly like set up Word for reports. I would give classes on how to use Google properly. Like you yourself have so much information within you you can do a lot with it, and people would appreciate if you do. But that, again, is like, and that's another, you know, pro of IT is it is ultimately as big as you want it to be. Like, you can absolutely go home at the end of the day, and this is, you know, something I feel like a lot of people should do, and disconnect from work and just say, all right, you know, I'm out of the office, I'm done for the day. But, you know, I also feel as though you should maintain some interest in, like, new technology. Like, the things that interest you that are connect connected to technology, continue to learn about them. Advance yourself in those technologies. Like, even if your hobby outside of work is, you know, cooking like it is for me, find out about, you know, new cooking innovations. Learn about, like, the smart refrigerators and why they work. Like, find things that you know, are far enough away from work, the things that you do on the daily, and, but still kind of correlate back into the thing that makes you love IT in the first place, if you decide to go down this field path, and build off of it, and you'll start finding that you are having more fun, and more passion, and more, you know, love for the thing that you chose, like, that you set yourself up for, that any other time prior to, at least that's how it is for me, and I hope that's what it is for some of y'all. You know, and I think this whole thing could be said to any field, depending on whatever you want to do with your life. But, you know, I can say for, without a doubt, being confident in what you're saying, especially in dire times, it's going to make or break your IT career. And that's another question that you have to ask yourself is there are going to be days that you're pressed to the absolute fucking limit. 
the whole company is down. You are under malware. Like, you are right of bang, as it were. As, you know, it's said in, you know, issue prevention and all that fun stuff. But you are right of bang. Somebody has gotten into your company. They have corrupted everything. Are you prepared to hit the ground running? If you're not then maybe, you know, don't go for the higher level positions quite yet until you build that confidence. And to be fair, until you've done it yourself, it's hard. It's scary. It's something that will keep you up at night. You know, it's what and like I will completely forewarn anybody who's thinking about going into IT right here and now. It can be a job that you end up being married to. And it's one of the hardest things, especially if you're a workaholic like me, to break away from. Because there are things that you end up having to do that you need to do after hours. And if you are not the type to be like, oh, well, it's X o'clock, I should stop here. Like, if you're like me and see the opportunity to continuously do work, even though you have other ideas and things you want to do at home, you will keep working. And that is a absolute burnout factor like do not allow yourself to burn yourself out like take the breaks you need go on vacations find hobbies like it is exhausting it can burn you down so quickly because if one of these big issues go wrong you are hitting the ground running for weeks on end like to give you an example you know this again isn't something that's happened to me personally but having a company that has been fully encrypted, you have to, especially if you have to work with a mother company, you have to go through, clean every single machine, bring every single machine back from the grave, figure out what the fuck happened, what, like, did they take anything, were, you know, did they uh, leave something in your file system that could potentially go through and do this all again? Like, okay, something failed, what failed in order for all this to happen? You know, what What do you tell your employees? If you're working with a mother company, what policies do they have that you have to figure out to how to follow through in order to be happy with them again? Like, especially as so many companies have subsidiaries. And the way, like, for example, I wrote a whole ass report about this one. This one's something I'm very passionate about. But the red card scandal from way back, like, I want to say 2016, 2017, um, when Target lost all that credit card information, like, if you were using the red card system, you basically got fucked out of your credentials or out of your credit card information and debit card information because an AC group that Target worked with had a vulnerability that allowed the hackers to come from the AC group to target and capture all that information like this is the kind of shit that will leave you up at night because you're like well what if the vendors that i'm working with you know has this vulnerability that isn't patched like you could have the perfect security team and have intrusion detection out the ass but if one of your subsidiaries decides to fucking go under because, you know, well, they don't decide, someone else does. But if they go under, will that impact you? You know, and when these, and here's another thing. When these big global attacks start happening for, like, cybersecurity attacks, like this whole war with Russia and Ukraine, like, I can say this. I have a user 
that uses Proton VPN, you know, that occasionally will ping out to Kiev and uh, Ukraine for whatever reason, okay? I think from everything I've read on this, it's because they're trying to make sure there's a connection out to Ukraine should, you know, people within Russia that are trying to get out of, like, the Russian-controlled networks can be, like, are able to do so. You know, it's on startup kind of thing. But, you know, whenever it shows that, hey, this machine's pinging out to Kiev, I get the alert saying this is a high alert, this is a security alert, because other bad actors are attacking that location. You know, and it makes all these you know, false positives as they are, just pop up and it's just like, Jesus, fuck. And you have to have the conversation. Do you really need this? Why are you doing this? So on and so forth. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I know, again, I'm just shooting waterfalls of information at you. And I really am trying to condense everything down for you in, like, nice bite-sized nuggets. So if you have... But, like, if you have any questions about the droplets that are flying by your face that you want me to go more in-depth about, definitely let me know. But going back to the questions you should ask yourself if, you know, before considering IT or moving up in the field, like, are you pre- like are you prepared to travel? A lot of companies I've worked for in the past have me going to different locations because if they're a big enough company, they have, you know, locations across the world that, hey, you're the IT guy. You're the one that needs to understand how all these different systems work. If they decide to build a new office in San Francisco and you're based out of, you know, Kansas City, you're going to have to fly out there for a week, a month, and help them build the environment. Just how it is. You know, even if you're not building it, if you're just, like, because that was the thing too. I would be, uh, like, when I was working at a previous company... I traveled all over, like, the north-south. Like, I know that's not correct, but anything, like, north of Florida, I was going to. You know, there's a couple of different places that my boss at the time was going to, because, you know, the location's based on Niceville. Um, But a lot of the times, I would be the one traveling. And, like, are you prepared for that? If you're trying to start a family, if you're trying to, you know, settle down somewhere... IT might be a little too volatile for you. And again, it depends on the company that you work with. For some of these companies, like some of my friends, have never taken any type of road trips whatsoever. Which, to them, they like. You know, others kind of want to do what I did. and And get paid to go travel around and see the world and do X, Y, and Z. Have I seen the world yet? No. May I see the world one day? Possibly. It'd be cool. I would love that, but, you know, different time, different place. (sighs) No, this has been a very fun topic for me to go over, and I truly hope that, like, some of this is helping. Um, You know, I know I'm big IT man, but I really hope that, like, after listening to all this, you guys are more inspired to go, you know, learn more about computing and figure out things you want to do in the future. And, like, here's the thing, too, guys. IT is one of those fields that you can jump out of pretty easily. You know, being able to touch all these different systems, you get experience across the board. 
you know, I have, like, even though I've never worked directly in it and I've never input orders, I understand how, you know, SAP works. I understand how, you know, Profit 21 works. I understand how QuickBooks work. I understand, you know, how Photoshop works. I understand how movie editing software works. I, you know, I get to touch so many different things and it allows me to then, you know, when it comes time for me to move on, like if I decide to leave IT, I could. I could go into finance really easily because the job that I do now has finance cooked into it. I run numbers for the company and I'm, you know, taking big chunks of data and mining it down to things that the distributors want to see. Or the vendors, rather, want to see. It's, and again, you know, you don't have to go into IT as a help desk. You can figure out what kind of field you want to end up in. And, like, what kind of company you want to work for. And you can, most of the time, find internships. You know, people want to train people to some degree. Others absolutely hate the idea, and you'll never find anybody, you know, you'll have bad internships. But it's also one of those things that you can, you know, build a pretty impressive network with. You know, and that's another thing that I love about IT is, you know, outside of all the different programs you get to interact with, it's all the different people you get to see and interact with. You know, I will say this. Some people get into retail positions and food positions because they like serving people. You know, they want to see the like the myriad of people they see throughout the day and get those couple of regulars that, you know, come back and will ask for them specifically. That's their joy. For me and for any IT person, really, our clients are you guys. You are our users. You are the people we interact with daily. And I love the fact that I have the ability to walk into, you know, the CEO's office and just sit down and have a conversation about, you know, baseball. You know, I've <laughs> it's funny. I've begun like paying more attention to the Braves because a bunch of people in my office, you know, know about the Braves. So I at least keep up enough to, you know, be able to sh- like shoot the shit with them if I run into them. But it's one of those things where you get to interact with so many different people from so many different walks of life. And you get to understand a lot about the people you work with. And when you have that, and like, mind you, a lot of IT people aren't like me. I can fully say this being, you know, the person that I am, I'm very outspoken. I'm very sociable. I'm very, you know, I'm going to fucking say it. I'm very friendly. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I swore to even begin with that, but... It's one of those things where IT is stereotypically known as the nerds, you know, the people that are socially reclusive. Everywhere I have worked doing IT, people have called me the black sheep of IT just because I'm talkative. I want to know what people are doing. If they want, like, that's the thing, too. If you are in IT and you want to get out of it, talk, but you're still, like, safely in it. Go talk to people that are working on the programs you want to work with. Like, if you want to get into finance, go talk to the finance people about how they do their jobs. See if you can't shadow them. Um, You know, 
if you want to get into human resources, human resources and IT aren't that different. It's just, are you dealing with people? Or are you dealing with technology? Policy writing is still a gift across the boards. Like, I wish I could inspire IT to be the new liberal arts. Because liberal arts is that bullshit degree that everybody who doesn't know what they want to do gets. Meanwhile, I guarantee you a bunch of those people getting liberal arts degrees could get IT, you know, type certifications relatively easily. You know, sure, you're not going to get the Dell certifieds or the, you know, C++ or, you know, Security Plus. You're not going to get those kinds of people. But you could at least get the people that know how to work a computer up and going and doing, you know, basic level stuff that, like, a basic level one help desk clerk would do. Um... And that gives them the exposure to the business world that they need if they decide, you know, business is right for them. It, like, I can say this, having worked in three vastly different industries, I have a much higher appreciation for the way corporate America works and functions. Do I still agree with everything that they do? Hell no. God no. But I've worked in automotive, I've worked in construction, and now I work in automation. Like, and distribution. Like, this shit is just so fascinating. The things that go on behind closed doors that make all the wheels spin. I love it. I couldn't see myself in another position. Like, I've even made the comment where it's like, oh, if I ever got big enough on Twitch to, or like content creation in general, to stop doing what I did for work, would I? I couldn't. I wouldn't. Like... I genuinely don't think I would fully remove myself from IT and any facet. I would continuously try and learn new things. Like if I wasn't working, if I wasn't doing IT 45 plus hours a week, I would still be learning like Raspberry Pi. I'd be programming my Pi to start building this arcade machine with the love of my life. Like I would be building out, I would be getting old computers, taking them apart and figuring out like all the old components and putting them back together, I would still be trying to refine my skills because that's the thing is like the things you learn in IT can carry across so many different fields of work and life. You know, setting up your own network equipment. Like I took so many different fucking principles of IT when setting up all my network equipment and trying to test the power here recently and trying to figure out lighting and trying to figure out everything else. Like these are all the answers that you can start giving yourself in due time. And it starts coming back and impacting your life. You can understand, you know, phones a lot better and all the different information phones get and so on and so forth. Again, I truly, if you are even remotely interested in IT, go see if you can't find an internship or go see if, you know, there isn't a job fair in IT. Go figure out what you want to do. Figure out what is it about computing that fascinates you. And then run with it. Because I guarantee you, once you figure out that facet, and you can start figuring out like the things that make you you, you can run with that with tech. It's a great field to be in. I can't recommend it enough. But, again, that said... 
this is ultimately up to you. And, you know, one last major thing I want to add, because I did talk about it a little bit, but IT is a very time-consuming position. You will not always have the luxury of being able to say, okay, I'm out of the office, you know, don't bother me. Some of these positions you'll end up working are, you know, 24-7 report. Like, you know, you'll be on a rotation for emergencies. Um, You know, I'm the first contact for any security emergencies that happen at my company. Um, But that can really fuck up, you know, your family life, your home life, your friend life. Like, I will say this. Do like if somebody asked me, do I regret working like the three jobs that I did, you know, back in college and just busting my ass doing IT and trying to study it and do everything else I was doing to some part of me, I, you know, I am a little saddened. I don't feel as though I've wasted my college years, you know, pursuing a career. No, not that at all. Like I feel, you know, proud of what I've done in the past, but that's also not going to be the same for everybody. Like, you know, and there's a number of times, like you guys who are here for the streams, there's a number of times where I end up missing, like, a stream altogether because I'm working on a work project and it's kept me at the office for too long. Or I had a work emergency and I had to cancel stream. Like, that's just the nature of IT. If you want to get into IT, you need to start developing now, like, a sense of time and a sense of self. And I'm saying this too, to myself. And I know when I say this, if Juju and I are listening to this in the car together, um, she's going to look at me and nod her head and be like, yes, this. <laughs> I know, baby, I'm working on it. I promise. Cause that's the thing too, is, you know, you may end up having to, you know, push the line between work and home kind of often, depending on what you are doing for the company. And you need to be able to set up you time. You need to be able to say, like, at this time, unless it's an actual emergency, I'm not looking at it. You know, I have this app on my phone called Finch. It's this self-care app. And one of the journeys within it is to, you know, stop working by 6 p.m. I haven't been able to answer that one for a little while now. But be mindful about checking work emails after hours. Like, before I used to check my phone every hour. Just like, I have like I have my phone with me. Um, you know, let me take a quick look. And, you know, generally people don't give a shit. Like, and, oh God, this is the thing too. Is you will have insufferable users. Just like you'll have insufferable customers. You know, there are people that will say their inability to you know, print from their home printer is an emergency that's enough to wake you up at 2 a.m. because they're supposed to have this faxed out at 4 and they didn't get started till 1. And it's your problem to fix it. You know, you're going to have people like that. There are going to be times where you're going to get a phone call in the middle of the night and that says, hey, I can't log in. And you'll, like, just to kind of, like, make this end on kind of a lighter note of the whole thing. I in a previous life I had somebody who would routinely come to office two hours early because he would like mind you he would leave at like three o'clock but he would be there over at you know five a.m. 
and the office wouldn't open till seven, and I wouldn't get there till eight, and my boss, who was you know working down in Florida, wouldn't get there till nine, <laughs> you know, like in hit in our time because he was in a different time zone. I will never forget the day that this guy calls me and it starts screaming into the phone because he can't log in because he fat fingered you know the password and you know he was really upset and he accidentally swung down and broke his keyboard and now he can't you know put anything in like these are the real experiences that you may have to deal with it listening to somebody cry you know a grown ass man cry because he's so upset because i have so much work i needed to he didn't he really didn't you know, nobody else was doing the amount of work that he was trying to do. And the work he was doing usually needed corrections anyway. But he's like, I have so much work I need to do and I can't do it. And burr, 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 you need to get in here right now. Burr, 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 burr. I'm like, it's five in the morning. Well, I if I can't get to work, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, give me 30 minutes. You know, I'll get in the shower real quick. Like, I, there was one day, I will never forget this day, um, similar type of occasion where, like, most of my warehouse team at the time got in around, you know, 5, 6 a.m. Because that's when the trucks started coming in. And the Wi-Fi was down for whatever reason. I think we had a storm and, like, uh, one of the switches just never came back to life. Because of a power blip. And I will never forget. Because that was another thing too. Over at that old job I had people. That absolutely took advantage of my kindness. And the fact that I would always answer the phone. And they would call me at like 5 in the morning. Well before I even would think about waking up. And say. Oh the Wi-Fi is not working. We got so much work we got to do. Blah 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 blah. I shit you not. I'm like, okay, how quickly do you need me there by? I need you here ASAP because these truck drivers are getting pissed, blah, blah, blah. They weren't. And that's the thing, too. You need to know, like, people making these big to-dos, like, the saying making a molehill or a mountain out of a molehill is so fucking true in IT. But, oh, they're getting pissed, and we got, we got so many orders, we gotta get out, we're behind as is, and I can't keep fucking working in these conditions, blah, 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 how can this happen, blah, 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 I'm like, I could walk you through what you need to do, and he's like, I know, I gotta be out here, blah, 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 I'm like, okay, I showed up to the office in my pajamas, now mind you, my pajamas usually are a t-shirt, and a in basketball shorts especially in like the fall and the spring usually in the summer i'll sleep shirtless whether or not you were curious enough to know that there you go um but i showed up in shorts and a t-shirt mind you you know i generally came to the office in pants like you know straight business slacks kind of thing uh dress shoes nice shirt so on and so forth I usually did that. So for people to see me come in in like casual attire and be, I was so pissed off. 
I was so fucking pissed off because I went in, I knew exactly what it was because I had the nice thing about IT2 when you become one of these higher ups is a lot of the shit you can check on your phone, especially with newer technology or your computer. So you can quickly, you know, remote in, see what's going on and fix the issue remotely. I feel bad for the people that have been in this for a long ass time because, ayo, God forbid somebody called and said the Wi-Fi was out back in the day before you could even remotely access you know, all the shit that you can. Or they don't have a VPN into their, you know, corporate environment and they have to drive into work. But anyway, I show up in there, I unplug the switch, I plug it back in, I sit there. Like, I go outside, I cross my arms, and I sit there. Because this was around the time that I was already trying to find another job. And I was, you know, severely pissed off. Because I knew I wasn't going to get paid for this. Because I didn't get paid overtime back then. You know, the company had a very strict overtime policy. And all the work that I put in outside of hours, you know, was never accounted for. But, you know, that... And, like, I will say this before I continue on. Like, my boss at the time definitely, like, when I left that company, is like, hey, like, let me have a quick heart-to-heart with you. Because he was. He was absolutely saddened. I don't think that company has kept an IT person in my position for more than six months. You know, when I left, they brought in some new young guy thinking they could catch another lightning in the bottle like me. And he left within four months. The new guy that they got in there is a little bit older. Um, apparently, he left within six months. They got a third new guy. Because that's the thing is, you know... You will do so much work, and a company may never realize the amount of work that you do until you leave. So here's something, too. Document it. Document And, like, this is for all my current IT homies out there. Document what you do and keep it saved on a personal computer. Because when you leave, I guarantee you you're going to want records of what you've done. Because a lot of companies do not have the things you've set up. And if they do, you might know a better way to do it. I have... So many pages of notes from previous jobs that I just carry with me. Like now I personally use OneNote to, you know, do everything that I do. You know, is it encrypted or is it kept behind an encrypted file? Hell yeah. You fuckers ain't getting it. (laughs) But a lot of it I keep in OneNote. And then when I'm done with big projects or whatever, I export it into PDFs. And I keep those files separate. I keep one copy at the office and I keep one copy on a save drive on my machine. It's just because I know one day I'm going to probably leave the company I'm at and I want to take that knowledge with me. And I want to leave it for, you know, obviously anyone else that comes in after me. But, which always broke my heart because I tried to leave my notebook. Because I, back then, I wrote a lot of things by hand because... I learn things best by writing things down and training people. Like, those are the two best ways I retain things. And I tried to leave my notebook with that old company. Like, we don't need it. And to this day, to this day, I still get the occasional phone call from people I used to work with saying, hey, I need help. The new guy can't do this. How did you do this? Shit blows my fucking mind. Anyway... 
And honestly, I shouldn't answer these phone calls anyway, but I'm just a nice guy, and I like having these contacts just in case I ever need to fucking split. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn's amazing for that, by the way. Please, before you leave a company, add everybody on LinkedIn. But anyway, um, so I had my arms crossed. I was super upset. All the access points turned back on, and, you know, I was just sitting there. And the manager that was blowing a fucking fuse. Because I talked with the truck guys because I knew them. You know, I've been working with them at that point for like two years. So they knew me. They knew, like, we didn't really know each other by name basis 100% of the time. So we were always using nicknames where they'd be like, yo, IT, or whatever the fuck they wanted to call me. Um, (laughs) But I would sit there and talk with them and explain what's going on to them. And they were chill as fuck. Like, it's always the managers that make the biggest to-do about this. But I was sitting there. Once all these came on, he's like, oh, how did you do that? I looked him dead in the eyes and said, I unplugged it and plugged it back in. Something I could have easily told you what to do. And you refused. So I'm going, if it's okay with you and everything's up and going, I'm going back home to go back to bed. I have never seen a manager just kind of, like, wide-eye me faster. Because that's the thing. I am not... Like, nowadays, as I've changed my sleeping pattern, thanks to my lovely, lovely fox wife helping me get a better, you know, control on my home life, um, you know, I used to not be a morning person. And, you know, and to this day, I'm not a traditional morning person. I'm not the type to wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to go for a jog, and then I'm going to cook breakfast, and then I'm going to, you know, do my taxes all before I go to work at 8. No, fuck that. If you have that kind of energy, it must be nice. I am a coffee guy. <laughs> I enjoy my, you know, liquid dreams very slowly with some cream and some sugar. But, you know, I straight out look at it, and I'm just like, look, you know, these are the things you're going to have to deal with, and I, at that time, was really upset that I had to deal with it. Um, You know, I had a conversation with my boss because I was consistently putting in overtime, and it, you know, was never approved. And that was another thing that was, like, one of the things that said, okay, I have to go. So... It is what it is. But anyway, I have been talking for a long-ass time. I really hope that like some of this will stick with you. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the things that I've done, or if you want to talk IT and talk trade, I am always down to teach, and I'm always down to train. I, like, that's, to put this all into an ending note, the biggest thing about IT and tech is being able to talk to people and being able to train and being able to, you know, inspire people to do a little bit better. Um, and with that said, I continue to keep that mindset in talking to you about all this, to everyone listening to this podcast, you know, whichever platform you're listening to it on. And, you know, to all the people that you're sharing this podcast with. <laughs> but, you know... It's one of those things where I want to leave the conversation channel open because 
I know it's complicated. I know it's confusing. And I know, above all else, it's frustrating. When you've worked on a project for so long and all of a sudden the screen blips out and you can't get to anything, I get it. You know, I still would say to this day, and a lot of IT guys will disagree with me. Like, if you go on to our sysadmin, the sysadmin subreddit, or any of the other, you know, IT-related, um, you know, reddits whatsoever, groups, you're going to find a lot of unempathetical, empathetical, anti-empathetical, uh, not nice people <laughs> that really just don't give a shit about your plight, okay? They get upset with you when you get upset with them. And I will say this. You know, one of the key things that will make you really shine in a company, maybe not in your career, but in a company, is whether or not you're empathetical. If you can make people laugh when you're working on their computer, you're inspiring a positive thing. You know, yes, these people, like, you have to understand, these people are calling you, and mind you, I give my users shit about this all the time. Because I always start my conversations with a hello, or a good morning, or a good afternoon. Or, you know, I say their name funny, like, Brent! Or, you know, I have nicknames for a couple of my people. Like, a couple of my users. And so, like, when a certain user comes in, I'm like, Grandpa! <laughs> because, dude, Grandpa has given me, more, like, good life advice. <laughs> um, but, I, like, I can't call him, you know, his name anymore. But anyway, I call, like, anytime somebody comes to me, it's with the understanding that they are having a problem. So if I can do something to alleviate the annoyances and the aggression behind, like, dealing with this problem, then I'm going to do it. Like, I am a human before I am, you know, IT admin or system admin or whatever the hell you want to call me. You know, I'm a person before my career. I'm not a career before my person. And I try to have, you know, just a short, hey, how's it going? How's your weekend? You know, I know you're calling me with whatever problem, but let's talk for a second. And that usually de-escalates whatever situation. Because, you know, people calm down relatively easy. And when you can give them something positive to get onto instead of thinking about the negative... You can usually talk to them and figure out what the problem is that much faster. So, all that to say, you know, if you want, if you are an empathetical person, I strongly suggest you get into IT. That I've given you a whole list of pros. I've given you a whole list of cons to really touch base on all of them really, really quickly. The pros are it's an ever-evolving field. It's pretty well paying for a lot of regards. You know, I know I didn't really touch on paying, but, you know, some people don't get paid as much as they deserve. And that's just the common fact about it. But you get a pretty good pay. You get to get involved with so many different aspects if you so choose. And everybody needs an IT guy. You know, everybody needs a computer guy of all sorts. A computer person, I should say. And, but, you know, on the flip side... It's very time-consuming. It's hard to get your foot in the door with a lot of companies until you start building up tenure. And you may have to do some shit work for a while to get to that point. You know, everybody says you have to start at the totem pole at the bottom. And sometimes that's unfortunately true. And our, you know, our 
career is kind of fit with people that should not be in the positions they are because they're not kind people. They're not, you know, they look at somebody and immediately judge their skills. You know, that's why, like, I hate the fact that, you know, people that are in, like, I've brought up the person from Google, you know, this person that was in high-ass power had the fucking gall to say that women shouldn't code, you know, like... It's just super frustrating that we still have to deal with this shit. And unfortunately, you know, IT and computing is a pretty still heavily white male position. So coming into that as anything else might be a little bit harder. Just fair warning. You know, there's a lot of people like me that are trying to make equality in our businesses and so on and so forth. I've been lucky enough to be on the hiring board for a nup- for like a number of these different things and I'm the one that's giving the tech questionnaires. So if you have questions about, you know, what kind of things you could get going forward, feel free to ask. But anyway, you know, and ultimately to wrap all this up too, you know, it is a very time-consuming position. It can, you know, suck into your personal life a fair bit and you need to have a strong constitution within yourself to say, okay, Time to turn off work. Time to, you know, stop working with computers and go have fun with my friends, you know, or go do my hobby. It's hard if you're a workaholic like me. I've been doing this for a third of my life, and I'm only just now realizing, like, I can have fun and do the things I love to do. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. But, of course, I've talked a whole bunch of different things You know, I know all this might be confusing, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, like, feel free to send it to the email, which is plumescast at gmail.com. That email, again, is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Like, I'm here. I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I'll be more than happy to teach somebody, because, hey... It helps me retain it for the future. Anyway, that was... Damn, I've been going for an hour 30. I have not been paying attention to this. I need to get back to work. And so, remember everyone, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon-to-be YouTube. And of course, as I've said... You can email me directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening in, and as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, keep your computers updated. Bye-bye.